Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and thanks for joining us on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. It's Tuesday, so it's Real Food Travel Tuesday. I'm here again with my husband, Matt. Hello, hello. And last week, we left you with the start of our journey. We actually um, had decided to sell our organic farmstead and travel the country for two years in a motorhome. Kind of crazy idea, I know. But we had explored all the options, and we were at the RV show changing our mind and deciding to buy a motorhome. And that's where we're going to begin this week. So actually, we were in Maine, and we moved from Maine down to Texas, um, we actually fit all of our stuff that we kept in a six by twelve small, like U-Haul type trailer. It wasn't still, a U-Haul, but still had room. Still left. had room, and um, that was amazing. From somebody that like when we moved up to Connecticut from Texas, we had the biggest moving truck you could possibly have, and the biggest U-Haul trailer that you could possibly have, which is just now it kind of blows my mind. And I'm like, why did we have that much stuff? <laughs> but anyway. Um, so we had downsized. It was like super liberating and amazing. Like I couldn't believe I was kind of on a high, like what else can I get rid of? Um, and then we moved down to Texas temporarily with the trailer and, you know, um, we had actually found our motor home, the floor plan, the color, all of that, that we wanted in California, because when you're in Maine, why not pick something as far away <laughs> as absolutely possible? Um, so anyway, so we went to Texas and it was just this whirlwind trip. Like we were there for two days and then we flew out and I think we flew to like Salt Lake City and then had to transfer planes and then we flew down to, um, California and got a rental car and went and got like groceries. Like we were there to pick up the motorhome and drive it back to Texas. That's what we went for. So we had to go buy sheets for the bed. We had to buy pillows. We had to, um get towels, you know, for taking showers. We had to get some dishes and, um, food. We went to Whole Foods and, um, and another natural food store there and got groceries. And so we show up at the dealership. I mean, you know, you have to be a real foodie to totally appreciate this, right? But we show up at the dealership with this car and it's full of like bags of food and, uh, you know, everybody's kind of giving us a weird look and it's like, Hey, we've got like days of driving ahead of us and we weren't really planning on stopping much. It was just going to be like, pick it up and haul booty back to Texas. And, uh, so we could outfit it and get it ready and like make our plan and, you know, everything had to kind of be done in steps. So anyway, we get there and, you know, I won't go into all the details with how the dealership, how that experience was, but suffice it to say, it, not, not great. It wasn't great. You know, um, we had negotiated a great deal and the coach was amazing. That's what we call the RV. You'll hear us call it all kinds of different things. The bus, the coach, <laughs> the motorhome, whatever. It's all the same thing. So we had negotiated a great deal on that and, you know, it was exactly what we wanted. But the service there kind of stunk. Like they didn't do the walkthrough, like where they teach you all the systems and the bare minimum. They didn't even do that. No, just... they really didn't. And you know, to be honest with you, I mean, it's like a freaking rocket ship. I mean, when you come into one of these things, there's switches everywhere and they don't look like normal switches. And, um, all these systems, you know, you have all your electrical and all your plumbing and 
all of that on board. And it's there's a lot to it. And so... Of course, when they see you coming with bags of groceries. They know you're going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, pro tip, don't show up with your groceries. But, you know, that was our timeline, and that's what we had to do. But um, anyway, it was quite the day. And, you know, we'd been traveling since 4 o'clock in the morning to get there. Um, we get there, and, you know, it was supposed to be like a four-hour walkthrough. I think we got less than an hour, but they kept yeah. us waiting for two or three. And... Um, Anyway, the way that it was worked out is that we actually had to have this um, a third-party driver drive the motorhome with us in it over the state line into Arizona for us to take delivery or, you know, be able to take ownership of the vehicle for tax reasons. Because if you if we took advantage or took ownership of it in California, we would have had to pay a sales tax, and then it makes sense because we're not going to live in California. So. Anyway, so this guy's like sitting there waiting on us, and we don't know how to use anything. Matt's never driven a motorhome before. I've certainly never driven a motorhome before. Um, you know, and luckily the newer models aren't like kind of the old school where that, you know, it's like driving an 18 wheeler. You don't have to have a special license, and um, it's real, it rides really smooth. It's kind of like driving like a big car, you know, if you've ever driven like a big moving truck or something like that. It's kind of like that. Except smoother. Yeah, it's totally smooth and like a lot more comfortable, but there's no crazy gears or different pedals or anything like that. So we were kind of like, you know, we watch videos on it and we'd talk to a lot of people um, and we'd seen a lot, you know, at the dealerships, but we'd never driven it like on the open road. Um, so everybody was like a little bit nervous about that. But, you know, this guy started driving and he was super nice, but... He was older and he was super careful, which, you know, we'd want him to be with, you know, our new home. Um, but that meant he drove really slow and we were really tired. And so we had to get to Arizona and it was supposed to be, how long was it? Like three hours, four hours? Yeah. It was going to be so. far. Yeah. It, and it took like, I think five hours because it did. he was driving so slow and we're going through the middle of the desert at night, I mean, it was just completely dark, dark, dark. Nobody around, just crazy. I'm thinking, like, oh, no, we're going to break down. Like, I had no idea, like, what to expect, you know. And so, anyway, our plan was to spend the night in the motorhome at a truck stop um, and then get to Phoenix the next day. And then my dad was actually going to fly and meet us and, and um, help us drive it back to Texas because that's a lot of driving. So... Anyway, um, that was all supposed to go as planned, but, you know, as you know, and if you've known us for any length of time via podcast or website, things never go as planned. <laughs> so, anyway, um, we got to the truck stop that night and, you know, pulled over into, it was a nicer one, and, and they have, this, this is like a thing, like you can do this, and there's places to park and um, spend the night. And so, the guy kind of like, you know, like I said, he was super nice, but he kind of like dropped us off and left. We signed the papers and he was gone. Yeah. I mean, that was his job and he wasn't there to teach us how to use our motorhome or what to do. But anyway, we kind of had the basics down and, you know, I'd done all my research. I had books and I had, you know, we had the owner's manual and we had all this stuff, but let me tell you what, that didn't mean we could lock the front door. <laughs> Well, it turns out later we found out the deadbolt was broken anyway, but... Uh... We did. Yeah, that was a fun time. But anyway, we're at this truck stop, and I start noticing maybe it's not as savory as I originally thought it was, and we see some kind of suspicious activity going on in other cars and 
across the parking lot and I'll leave it at that. But we kind of see this going on and we can't lock our door and we're exhausted. It's one thirty in the morning. Um, we'd love to shower and go to bed because we've got a lot ahead of us and it was kind of crazy. So anyway, we finally figured out there's this ridiculous button that for some reason, when you hit that button, you can't lock the door. And I'm sure it's because people have gotten locked out. And so they know to hit that button and then, you know, their kids or their dog or whatever can't lock the door, but we didn't know it. So it took about 45 minutes to figure out how to lock our door. And I practically had a panic attack. Um, but it finally happened. And so, okay, we're like, this is amazing. We're finally here. You know, the dream's happening. Let's go take a shower and go to bed. <laughs> oh, no. So I go in to take a shower. And, I mean, it works just like any household shower. And it does unless it's full of antifreeze. And what had happened is that they had winterized the motorhome. And that's, again, a very common thing. Um, so that, you know, the, the pipes don't freeze and things like that. I don't know why they would in Southern California, but anyway, um, they were winterized and part of the make ready for the vehicle was to empty all that out. Well, guess what? Because our dealership wasn't so great. They didn't empty all that out. So I'm in the shower and I'm just ready for my shower and I turn it on and I get a whole face and body and hair full of antifreeze and it smelled like like fish slurry. Yeah. Yeah, Dead rotten fish. That's exactly what it smelled like. It was horrendous. I started throwing up. It was not fun. I was screaming. It was burning my eyes. It was a horrible thing. And honestly, I mean, that's like a super toxic situation. Like that should be totally illegal and they should really get in trouble for that. I don't really like them very much. Um, And they, they did hear about it. So um, they didn't care though. No, they didn't care. And that night, especially nobody cared. And that we were, I mean, that was it. Like there was nothing I could do. So, I tried to run all that through and just as soon as like water started coming out, it was still gross water, but I showered off as best I could and, you know, got out and it was just awful. And I think we ended up like you poured water over me from like a jug of water to get the rest of it out. Yes. Needless to say, Matt didn't take a shower. So we go to bed and all night I'm freaking out because, you know, I'm worried about where we're parked. I'm worried that somebody's going to try to break in. Like, no, this hap- you know, people park all the time and it's fine and it's actually really safe. But I was freaking out and, you know, we didn't know how much we could run our generator to run the air conditioning. And so, I mean, you, you can do it for like a long time, by the way. Um, but I didn't know that. And I was just sure that we were going to run out of fuel which is silly because it was just like eight hours. And at that point, honestly, it was probably like four hours overnight because um, it was so late. I think we went to bed at like 2.30 or 3. Um, and all night I'm up like, you know, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. We turn on the air and we'd let it cool down. Remember, we're in the middle of the desert. And even though it's night, it doesn't matter. It's hot. And I think it was it was October, but it was still hot. Yes. And so, you know, we're trying to run the air conditioner and then – you know, we'll be, oh my gosh, we're going to run out of fuel. So we get up and turn it off and then like it's sweltering hot. You know how it is. Can't sleep. So anyway, needless to say, it was not a great night and I didn't look super peachy the next morning when I woke up and kind of just had to pull my hair up into a ponytail and like get on with it because I'm not going back and fish Slurryville. That's not going to happen. So anyway, as I said before, you know, neither one of us had driven a motorhome and so Matt's like getting ready to do this for the first time. 
Well, as we're like packing up and getting ready to go, which I mean, you know, you have to bring the slides in and you have to, there's a lot of like steps. And when you're brand new at it, it takes a long time, but we getting it, you know, getting ready to go. And there's a knock on the door and I kind of freak out. Cause like nobody's supposed to know, you know, nobody's supposed to be there. And, um, it's a, it's a truck driver and he has jackknifed his truck behind us through his own doing, but he needed us to move. And so we're like, okay, you know, we explain the situation. I tell him, you know, we'll move as soon as we can. I mean, he's on a deadline. He's working. So he's like, I need you to move. And we're like, we're nowhere near ready to move. Well, there's a lot of things again that you have to do. So we're trying to like raise up the jacks. Like when you park the motorhome, you put down jacks that like they level out the coach. Yeah, yeah. They level out the coach. So you're not like leaning when you walk and it also keeps you from swaying around. So it just feels like you're at home and it levels things. So like the fridge runs like it's supposed to, and the stove runs like it's supposed to. So it's kind of important. So anyway, we had put these down the night before and it went okay. It didn't go great, but it went okay. But now they wouldn't come up. And it kept, there's, I mean, it's a big deal. You can't drive with them down because it's metal and it's on the ground. So like you literally cannot drive. So this guy is like telling us, please move, please move. And we're like, we're trying. And, uh, so we're hitting the button and doing like all the things, you know, I've got the manual out. It was such a scene. You guys, it was ridiculous. It's beeping at us, giving us air. Oh, it beeped and beeped. And there was just like, you would have thought that, I don't know, it was going to implode. But anyway, finally, um, it just says like Jack's broken return for service. And we're like, Oh crap. You know, we've had this for like what? 12 hours. Not even. And, uh, and it's broken. Like, okay, this has to be operator error. So that's when we start trying to call the dealership. And, um, like I said, I already wasn't too happy with them, but, um, then I was really unhappy because they didn't really want to help us with this at all. And, um, they didn't want to answer any questions and I was pretty frustrated, but you know, I was nice and I was pretty nice. That's okay. kind of nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. That I think later I got maybe at that point. I, th- I think later I got not nice, but um, I was pretty nice. And I think that um, like you went around and you were like, we thought maybe a, a breaker was um, off, and like we had tripped a breaker for some reason. And so Matt was going around trying to open the door where the electrical panel is, and then he couldn't get the door open. Um, it had like a trick, like you have to push and pull at the same, you know, like some kind of crazy trick to keep it from popping open. And he couldn't figure out how to do it because nobody shown us how to do it. And I'm like, he comes back like 30 minutes later. It was, and it was probably like five minutes, but I'm like, what have you been doing? Did it work? And he's like, I can't even get the door open. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I go out there. I can't get the door open either. So I see this guy in an RV. Like he had just pulled in. It looked kind of similar to ours. He's over at the pump, like filling up. And I'm like, I'm going to go over there and ask for help because, you know, everybody's so friendly and they should totally help. Well, I look crazy because I've been doused in antifreeze and then I slept for three hours <laughs> and then I was expected to get up early and drive a motorhome. Well, I go over there and try to explain the situation and I'm pretty sure he thought I was completely insane um, and probably trying to rob him. Yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> trying to rob him or sell him drugs or something insane. And so, anyway, needless to say, he did not help us. Um, but, yeah. So, I went back over and somehow, you know, the truck driver at this point, I mean, you know, this has been like 30 minutes. The truck driver is like, I don't, I'm like, we can't move. The jacks are down. And he goes, I don't see the jacks down. He looks under the rig and he's like, I don't see the jacks down. There's nothing down. 
your light must be broken or whatever. Well, sure enough, the jacks aren't down and the light's just on for fun, I guess, fun. And so we start the coach and then, you know, I sit in the passenger seat and Matt's going to drive and I'm just getting settled and I think we're just going to move like five feet so this guy can go. And so I don't have my seatbelt on yet and all this stuff. Well, the motorhome has like massively powerful air brakes. Big air brakes, yes. And so you can guess what happened. We go like five feet and Matt hits the brakes and he's never driven a motorhome before. So he hits them, hits them like you would in a car. Well, I go like flying into the dash and almost go through the windshield. It was kind of hysterical, but not really at the time. <laughs> and um, luckily we didn't have the dogs with us. They yeah. were back home with my mom. And so that worked out really well that they weren't there because they would have gone flying too because <laughs> they're just chihuahuas and they weigh seven pounds. And all kinds of things flew. It was insane. And we had just moved five feet. And I thought, well, this is going to work out well. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve here. This is going to go well. And then, of course, you don't know how tall you are. Like, you feel, you know, if you've ever driven a moving truck and you go from driving like driving like your everyday car and then you're, like, in this big truck, you feel like you're 90 feet in the air. So it's like, I think we're going to hit every bridge. I think, you know, and, like, right in front of us is this hotel and it's got, like, a big archway that we have to, like, drive through. And I'm thinking, we are going to, like, take that out. We're going to take it out. Well, we didn't take it out, thank goodness. But it was a little hair-raising. And we get out of the way, and the trucker can go on his way. And he was, you know, kind of not our best friend. But he left. And um, and so then, you know, we're, we're, like, learning. And we're learning, like, how to turn on to the on-ramp. But, of course, we waited till there was nobody within, like, a five-mile radius just in case, you know, we had to stop or do something crazy. And, uh, and of course, like, you know, as soon as we get on to the service road, you know, there's a roundabout and all these things that we think we're not going to fit through. And we did. And it was fine because, again, like, I, we remind ourselves now, you know, that we're old hat at this. We've been doing it, like, seven months. So um, now that we totally know what we're doing, um, it's like, and I say that sarcastically, um, but we know what our clearance is and we know like, you know, fire trucks and UPS trucks and moving trucks and 18 wheelers drive down. the Yeah. They drive down the road all the time. So we're okay in our motorhome. But at the time it was pretty scary. And so we get on the highway and we're going and we're like, okay, we're doing pretty good. And like, we were supposed to pick my dad up in Phoenix and we were already going to be about an hour late because of all the jacks issue and whatever. And so we're just trucking on down the road and um, Matt says, oh, I think we need to get some some gas. I think we need to stop and get diesel. So this is going to be our first big adventure, right? Pulling off at a truck stop because we didn't get it the one we were at earlier. Of course not. That would have been too easy. Well, we were told it was cheaper down the road. So that's what yeah, we were at. Yeah, it didn't matter. But anyway, so off we go, off the on-ramp and over to the thing. And, I mean, we were just so proud of ourselves because it's actually kind of an ordeal um, to fill it up with diesel and you know, you're on the truck driver's side, not the um, passenger vehicle side. And so there's all these, like, different rules. And you have to, like, know exactly how much gas you want and go in and, like, pay for it ahead of time and then come back out. I mean, there's a lot of steps, okay? And so, especially when you're new, it was like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we don't want to mess it up. And so it took us a while to get gas, but we did. And we felt like we'd won the lottery when we got <laughs> done. We were like, we did it. Oh, my God, we're amazing. So we pull out and we go to get on the highway. And we're not even over the bridge. As soon as, soon as we're pulling onto the entrance ramp of the highway. Yeah. The bells and whistles start going off. Yeah. Lights start flashing everywhere. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, well, that's it. It's going to explode. 
we've done something terribly wrong. Yeah. Well, we hadn't done anything terribly wrong, thank goodness, but we had slipped a belt, and we didn't know this. We didn't slip it. It, it broke. Well, whatever. It was gone, and the thing was overheating, and we could not travel at all. So we have to pull over on the side of the road. And remember, we're in the middle of Arizona, in the desert, in the middle of absolute nowhere. I mean, nowhere. The only thing around us was the was truck stop we three, just came from. Three different truck stops right there. Well, one yeah. was shut down. There yeah. was only two that were operational, and they were a little iffy. But anyway, yeah, super fun. And so we're thinking, okay, surely this is something, like, easy. No. Um, we called the dealership. Of course, they didn't want anything to do with us because... They've already gotten their money, and that's it. And they tell us to call Winnebago um, and Freightliner. and Freightliner and all these people. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it was a freaky thing, and it took, like, an hour to figure out what was even wrong. And the guys at Freightliner were, like, the nicest people. I mean, he seriously was so nice and, like, walked me through everything and how to figure out what was going on and how to, you know, all this stuff, right? So we finally figure out. He goes, okay, well, you can't drive. Like, it's. You've thrown a belt, I'm sure of it. And he was like, you can't drive because it's going to overheat. And we're thinking, whoa, this is awful. And now we're thinking we got a lemon. You know, like all these thoughts are running through your head. You're like, what is going on? And so we call my dad and we're like, okay, there's been an unfortunate incident. And we're going to be like a little bit later to picking you up. We were about two hours away from him at this point. So we're like, we're going to be a little bit later picking you up. I'm so sorry. Um, and he would just flown in and taken a, a cab. He was thinking we were going to get him. He didn't have a rental car or anything. So he's just standing at like a gas station waiting for us to pick him up because we were supposed to be there. And, um, you know, we're, we tell him, luckily we had cell service. It was a little spotty, but we had it. Um, and we call, you know, we get the tow. All this is in play, right? The tow truck's going to come out and whatever. And when you first talk to him, he's going to be there in an hour, maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> Okay, that was the story. I'll be there in an hour, hour and a half. So in an hour and a half, you know, no sign, no contact. So I'm like, what's going on? So I call. Yeah, I'm going to be there in like an hour, hour and a half. I'm like, okay, well, that would make three total hours. Um, and we already spent an hour trying to figure out what was going on before we even got a tow truck. So really? Yeah. Okay. Well, we've had an issue. And so I'm going to be there hour, hour and a half. Okay. Again, another hour and a half goes by. Call him. Don't get an answer. Long story short, we were on the side of the road in the desert in 105, 8 degree something heat. Like something that. crazy. For nine, nine and a half hours. Yeah. So finally he gets there. And we were lucky it was not, you know, dark. Uh, but it was getting there. And he gets there. And I'm thinking, you know, in my naivete, I'm thinking, okay, he's going to tell us, like, like when you get your car towed and they just hook you up and just drag you down the road. Well, guess what, folks? It is not like that at all. Nope, nope, nope. You actually have to drive up a ramp onto the back of a semi. And it's like open, like it doesn't have the trailer. Um, But you have to drive up on this and over tires. It's, it's just a and... flatbed trailer. And yeah, you drive up on there and you have to drive over tires. So it's like, watch out for the big bumps and you know make sure you... Keep going straight or you'll fall off and roll it. Yeah, and that, I mean, seriously. And they actually made me get out, well, I say they, it was one guy. He made me get out of the motorhome because he told me, he was like, 
you know, they made Matt drive it for insurance reasons. And so, um, he was like, you have to get out because he may roll this. And if he does, like you're going to, it's going to roll over. And, and it was only drivable for short spurts. So many times we'd have to shut it off and let it cool down a little bit. Cause otherwise it was mm-hmm. overheating. So anyway, needless to say, it was a complete and total nightmare. Um, and it was completely terrifying to watch him drive up on this thing. And at this point he'd driven a motorhome for all of 45 minutes. The trailer is scarcely, and I mean scarcely, bigger than the motorhome. Like, it's got two inch of play, maybe, on either side. So, trying to line that up, and you've got one guy guiding you in, and a scared wife, like, over across the road. Anyway, not super fun for Matt. And then, uh, at one point, the winch broke, because at some point, like, the trailer, you're supposed to do a winch. Once we get up far enough. It winches you the rest of the way. See how much we've learned? We didn't know any of this. And so... The guy calls me over, and he's like, hey, you're going to have to help me winch this up. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay. And uh, he's like, well, I have to hit this button. Matt has to drive it, and I have to do some kind of winch thing. And so that was it. And so we did it. And then he kept saying, like, stand back, stand back, because if the cable breaks, it'll snap and kill you. I'm like, well, this is great. This is just super fun. I'm so glad we did this. Why did we sell our farm? What are we doing? Have we lost our minds? Why are we in the desert? Um, anyway, we get on it. We finally get on there and then it took forever. It took him like two hours to drive up and hook it up. He had to chain it up. And then I get, I get in the, in the cab of the truck with Amy and I say, you know what? We just got on there. We're going to have to back it off too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't just magically levitate off. So that was, you know, a whole other adventure. But anyway, uh, this man gets behind the wheel of this enormous semi towing our bus, which is 40 three and a half foot long and flies down the highway at like 85, 90 miles an hour texting on his cell phone. I have never been so terrified. I kept trying to like, I didn't want to like make him mad, but I was like gently like, can I help you? Can I, can I text something for you? Oh, wow. We're awfully going fast. Uh, I'm feeling a little car sick. Could we maybe slow down? No, it didn't, it didn't work. And it was, didn't phase him. No, it was pretty scary. And we had to hear his, stories the whole time about how he was the greatest truck driver ever and yeah anyway needless to say we were so thrilled to get to phoenix we had not eaten um it was bad luckily there was a chipotle nearby and we quickly dispatched my dad who had helped organize and drive to different places and we were now at a dealership to get repairs and anyway he had gotten a rental car in the meantime and he went to chipotle to get us dinner while matt was backing off the um the trailer and uh, that was really uh, an event. In fact, it ripped our generator exhaust pipe off. I mean, it was just such a scene. And, um, yeah, so anyway, we get settled on the spot. Um, we, you know, we weren't going to, this was a Friday, by the way. We weren't going to get service until Monday. So we're stuck there for the weekend. We were supposed to be back in Texas by Monday. Yep. So we're stuck there for the weekend. And, you know, that that was that. And so anyway... They ended up Monday morning. Oh, I went to take a shower that night. Oh, yeah. So, see, I still hadn't showered at this point. Glorious shower, yes. Right. I was so excited. They they were so nice there. And they're like, oh, we have facilities. Like, you can come in. And because we knew we were going to have to work on our water tank and get all the antifreeze out and, you know, clean it out and and get really good quality water and all that stuff in there. And our dealership hadn't hooked up the water filters and everything that they were supposed to. They were so ridiculous. So. Anyway, I get everything ready to go in and take a shower, and we get in, and I'm telling you, I I have been spit on harder. It was cold. (laughs) There was no hot water at all. It was cold. I don't know what happened. 
um, because it was a really nice place, but it just, for some reason, this did not work. And it came out in such a trickle and I was so excited for the shower. And then it was like the most disappointing, heartbreaking thing. And then Matt gets in and he got a little hot water. It was lukewarm at best. No, it was hot. I don't even want to hear it. I know you got it. The whole time I'm screaming, I'm in the shower. I'm like, oh my God, it's so cold. Oh my God, I'm going to die. Then he gets in. I was like, isn't it cold? And he was like, yeah. Yes, very cold. And I'm thinking, why aren't you screaming? And then I see the steam come out. And I'm like, oh my God. It only took 30 minutes to get warm. But anyway, that was not fun. But anyway, we got through it. And, you know, Monday they came into this, you know, evaluated it for service. And by that time, we'd actually had a couple other things go wrong. We had a, like a slide break. And I don't know. It just kind of seemed like one thing after another. And we were freaking out. We were like, we bought this. We bought it new on purpose because of the warranty and all this. And it was like, it's a lemon. And. You know, as we would talk to people afterwards, we would find out, like, no, that's totally common. Just like a new house, you got to get out the kinks. You got to, you know, figure out the systems and everything. Oh, my gracious. Such a scene. Um, and then we ended up getting finally back to Texas, like, three, four days late. Yeah, because I had to get some parts in and all that stuff. So yeah, it, it and RV more. repairs take forever. They just do. And that was actually fast. We had no idea. Um, but anyway... <laughs> Yeah, that we got back to Texas finally and um, and got it parked in its little home. And that way we got to, like, take a break and go back and sleep in a bed and actually take a shower. <laughs> and, yeah. So, anyway, needless to say, our the beginning of our trip was not super smooth. And, um, you know, we kind of thought, oh, my gosh, is this what we're in for? Um, but luckily it has gotten... <laughs> Yeah, we still, had, we still had more repairs in Texas we had yeah, done. Yeah, we and had a bit of, of ahead of us. We'll talk about weeks. that next week, too. Because, yeah. um, you know, this has gone long. And so we'll talk about that next week when we finally got on the road and what our first trips were. Um, we went down to Austin and, and to an awesome winery. And so we're going to tell you about all that and how magically there were snowstorms and ice storms in Texas <laughs> and prevented us from getting to California. But... Anyway, eventually we got on the road, and we've been on the road for seven months, so we've got lots of cool places to tell you about. Um, again, it's going to be every Tuesday, and I know a lot of people multitask while they're listening to podcasts, so again, the show notes, anything that we reference, links to different things, um, we're going to have lots of pictures of places that we go, links to the restaurants, um, information about the national parks, like whatever pertains to the episode, we will have that in the show notes. So if you go to Real Food wholehealth.com under podcast under episodes you'll see the show notes for this this uh, episode so thanks so much for joining us today and we will talk to you soon take care bye bye thanks so much for joining us today and please remember to leave us an itunes review also head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies discounts updates and more See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.